Hello everyone, this is Timothy at the Condescent Thought Factory. Um, still have no stable housing. Unemployment about to run out. Trying to get some rental assistance. But that is American life. For tens of millions of us. And um, uh, we'll see how the power class reacts. So far, I can tell you that the masses are kind of, we're just here, suffering. We're angry, and we're taking it out on each other so far. And we don't know how long that's going to last. I'm going to be going through a few subjects. Just give my thoughts on some of these things. We have to start out with critical race theory, because everyone's talking about critical race theory, critical race theory, people are fighting over critical race theory, hysterical parents, white parents are crying over critical race theory, black parents aren't saying anything because, why would they, I mean, it's, what do they care about school, or education, or their children's minds, I mean, <laughs> really, although, I do have to say, to give black parents credit, they are the number one group who are homeschooling their children now. So a portion of black parents are waking up, and I was happy to hear that, always happy. I provide spaces for people who want to homeschool to learn. I provide information for that in history, English, psychology, and all these subjects. So I was happy to hear that. Um, you don't have to worry about critical race theory. It's not a big deal. And I, all the people who are worrying about it, and I'll tell you why. For one thing, everybody knows race is tied into every part of this country. If you don't know that by now, truly don't know that by now, then you'll never know because either something's mentally blocking, you have a really deep mental illness, you've deluded yourself at such a deep level that nothing can break it, or so that which means you're out of your mind or your brain doesn't work well and you just don't understand things like race and how it's working. But anyone who lives in this society know race was baked in from the beginning. As a matter of fact, one of the reasons why we can't get out of racism is because it was baked in the beginning. It is in the foundation of this society and we need a revolution, a social revolution, um, meaning we need a completely new society based on completely new rules, completely new standards, because any kind of reform, the society is going to revert back to its foundation. And that's what happens. Every time you try to make a reform, it reverts back because it only knows the foundation of what it is. That's how societies work. You build them on a foundation. Now, you can build a social foundation that's flexible enough for change. But this country wasn't built that way. It's very rigid, very hard, because the founder father was trying to get rich quick with free labor and to dominate and control all of the land in, of, of the United States. Um, and at that point, when it was 13 colonies or however many, they wanted the whole West. Okay, so race was built in. Everyone knows that by now. You don't have to teach critical race theory to teach people that. 
Some people have forgotten that it's in every single part of the system, but after last year, we all know that it's in every part. Even those people who say, oh, yeah, right, that's right. It's baked into everywhere. You just can't get a fair shake if you're black. Um, and white people, most white people who say it's not, that race is not everywhere, they they know it is. So, and young people definitely know it is. The very fact that most of their schools, your white children, most of their schools are all white with no black people there, automatically tells them. And you all think children are dumber than children are. Children are very smart and sophisticated, especially now. They understand what's going on. When a black child sees no white people in their school and a white child sees no black people in their school, automatically they know. That's what I realized. I was eight or nine years old. I said, well, wait a minute. Why does everybody look the same? Then for a little while, I went to a school that had different people in it. Then I had to go back to the black neighborhood school. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh. This is something, this doesn't really make sense unless something is going on somewhere to keep this this way. And then I said, well, why do black people all live together? And my mother, she worked for white people cleaning their houses and raising their children. And they all lived in the same, and she would take me to work with her. And I said, well, why do these people all live in the same neighborhood? And we all live in the same neighborhood. And I couldn't articulate I was eight years old, but I knew then. All right. This is something going on here. So people know what critical race theory is. They know that race is, or is tied into everything. Also, stop worrying about what they're going to teach in schools because most teachers are not going to teach critical race theory properly if they do have to teach it. And most children are not listening. They just don't give a damn what goes on in school. School is for meeting up with their friends and having fun. So, critical race theory is not a big deal. I mean, the concept is sound. And, you know, I'm a conceptual thinker. But I've known that all the time. I didn't call it critical race theory. I just called it America. That the society races everywhere. And you have to either... You have to create an alternative system if you want to function in this society as a black person. You can't function, especially on a community level as a black people in this society, if you depend on white institutions. You just you just can't. You're gonna have to create alternatives, spaces. Um, now, the good thing is we have the tools and the spaces to do it, but black people just aren't interested. Um, and I thought that when the schools closed down, and, and it did work because when all the schools closed down, now we there was a report that black parents are homeschooling more not the majority not a large chunk i think it was like out of all the new parents homeschooling um black people made up a, a, a majority of that of that group so it wasn't like the 20 something percent maybe um and of people who are new people who are homeschooling. So in raw numbers, it's not that many, but they're catching on. And I'm proud of them for catching on. And I'm happy that they're giving their children a chance.
All right, let's move on. Because I spent way too much time on something that really ain't a big deal. There's there's a, a, a struggle. <clears throat> oh, before I move on, let me just say, if you want to support me or this podcast, you can do it directly by making a donation or become a sponsor. <clears throat> um, they're trying to get more people to take the vaccine. And they don't know why people won't take the vaccine. First of all, people don't trust the medical industry because it's corrupt. I don't trust anybody who works for healthcare, and I have close friends and elders who work who used to work for healthcare, and I know you can't trust anybody that works in there because everybody's working for a paycheck to pay their rent and to feed themselves. And I don't call it healthcare; I call it medical industry. You'll notice that because no one in that system cares about your health more than feeding themselves and keeping a roof over their head. Okay, so it's a medical industry and they will give you bad medicine. They will give you bad treatment and cover it up. If the hospital says, hey, don't y'all say anything, they will cover it up. Everybody down to the housekeeping, the people who change bedpans, you can't trust any of them. I'm telling you, I've worked in the doctor's office. I know people who work in the in, in, <laughs> I know I've known people and I know people who still do. You can't trust them. So that's why people don't trust the vaccine. Another reason is people are getting sick. But if you want people to take the vaccine, and this is very simple, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. Just tell us what's in it. And if you're listening to this podcast and you know what's in it, share what's in it. Because I've heard people saying that it keeps you from dying and it's better and more people who died didn't have it. Just tell everybody what's in the vaccine and explain to them what it does. And do it every day. Because every day you're telling them they should take it. Explain what's in it every day, at least once a day on your newscast, and how it works. In case people forget. And more people will take it. But we don't know what's in it. Um, so there's that. By the way, I'm never giving up my mask because, for one thing, the air quality is horrible here in New York City. It's been like that for a while, so I'm going to keep the mask for that reason. I ride the subway a lot. I may be living in the subway soon. I need my mask. There's still dust in the subway. So, um, if I were you, if you don't live, if you live in a place that doesn't have good air quality, um, keep your mask anyway. Forget COVID. I'm not saying forget COVID, but I'm saying yes, it helps with COVID, flu, cold viruses, and things like that. Even it can help with TB, but it also helps with air quality. And asthma is a very big problem in this country. Very big problem. So I'm keeping my mask. I have a nice mask with a zipper. Um, Find puffy pillows and things, and they make masks with zippers so the front has a little space for you to breathe. So find them um, and get some masks. They're on Instagram. Find, find them on Instagram. Um, before we move on, if you want to support this podcast, you can do it directly. Or you can um, become a sponsor. <coughs> Black Widow film. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, 
and let me just say this. I, I'm at the point in my thinking where I don't necessarily watch films for writing. I mean, I watch it for writing because I'm a writer. For plots and all this other stuff. I watch films for concepts. Um, and what is the ruling class trying to say? Because that's how they speak to the masses through film, through um, shows. Not even just the news shows. The news shows, yeah, but we know you're not going to really get too much information in the news, sadly enough. Um, I got all my information mostly from independent podcasts and stuff like that. YouTubers. Um, but a lot of times we can find out what's going on with this society through the films. First of all, with Black Widow, we're talking about mind control. And we know mind control is used here. The reason why I know is because when I talk to people about a concept, they're telling me about an event or a belief or a feeling. And the power structure in this society has people thinking feelings are reality. And feelings are just your reaction to reality not the reality itself. And sometimes your feelings, if you're not sound in mind, if you're not conceptual in your thinking, if you're not thought-based, even your feelings are not even real reactions. They're just... I don't even know what you call them. I would say vapor, but even vapor has more reality to it. The feelings are just... Ego, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it just, it's just your feelings at this point, or your feelings if you're not thought based, are really nothing. So they're not even really worth talking about. But Black Widow deals with mind control and the breaking of mind control. It deals with the mind control you use for soldiers, it deals with private military. And you might as well get used to this because contractors are here and they're going to be here to stay and they're going to be more contractors. Specifically, if Joe Biden doesn't give us more stimulus, if we don't get a UBI and if black people don't get um, reparations or anything like that, if no money flows from the top back down to the to, to all the way to the bottom, I mean to the last one percentile. If money doesn't flow that way, then we're going to have more prostitution. We're going to have more. We're going to have more uh, uh, mercenaries, which is what these contractors are. So just get used to it. And you're going to have more robberies, snatch and grabs, shoplifting more. Um, as a matter of fact, shoplifting is out of control. And I know it is because they're starting to follow me around the stores again. I had about six months there or during the pandemic when it was fine. Even with my mask on, it was fine. Certain stores I visit over and over again, those stores is still fine for me. I still I still don't have a problem. But um, for... Uh, other stores, if, I, if they don't notice me or don't know me, if I'm not a regular, if I'm not in there regularly, they're following me around. 
So, um, so Black Widow is about um, private military, mind control, breaking mind control, and um, and of course it has action and adventure and fight scenes and all that stuff. So you can like, it's girl power if you're into that kind of thing. Um, I like strong female leads, always have. I like them in my books. I like them in my films and my shows. Matter of fact, if it's not a strong female lead, I usually won't even watch it because I grew up with strong women. Uh, Big M, Miss Pearl, my sister Rochelle, my sister Stephanie. Those people are strong. Um, and so, oh, and my sister, all my sisters, what am I saying? All my sisters had strength because basically to be black, you have to have strength anyway. So um, my wife was very strong will. So I like um, strong people, strong women. And um, that doesn't mean they have to be super women, but I like strong female characters, strong female leads in what I read and what I watch and everything. So I'm into that. And if you're into that, Black Widow's good there too. Before we move on, if you want to support this podcast, I say again, you can do it directly or by becoming a sponsor. We're going to talk about Bismarcky's death. I'm of the hip hop generation. Um, I came of age in the 1980s. I was in college in the 1990s, so the golden era. Um, there was some good stuff in the 80s too. Conscious stuff that got me through the crack era. Without selling crack, without doing crack, without getting high. It was hip-hop was one of the things that helped me get through. So hip-hop and rap music is very important to me rap culture and Bismarcky was a big part of that and they were playing his songs the other day and I didn't realize how many hits he had um he was funny and humorous uh and he was serious and his flow was better than I remember because I always remember him making songs that were kind of like you know funny and when people rappers like that you don't usually think about them having hard flow but his flow was pretty, was very good. Uh, so, you know, sad to hear about his death. We're losing a lot of these rappers from my era. I'm 50, but it doesn't surprise me. Most black men don't live long. As a matter of fact, most black men don't live to get their social security. That's just fact. Um, so we don't, a lot of us don't live past 65. Now that's, so don't get at me and say, well, I saw a 65-year-old man. I saw a 60 There's like 28 million black people. Let's say, let's say 10 of them are black men. So if 10,000 of them get to live past 65, that doesn't mean anything. That's not even 1%. So I'm saying most black men don't live that long. So he died at 57. I actually thought he was younger than that. So I'm impressed he made it that far. Diabetes is a big problem in our community, and that's what he died from. 
and we need to get that under control. People are exercising more. People are trying to eat better, and I and I and I am happy that more Black people are trying. Um, speaking of mind control, this society has us under deep mind control when it comes to food. So, um, I'm happy that more people are trying to take better care of themselves. And you better because this medical industry does, like I said earlier, doesn't give a damn. As a matter of fact, it wouldn't surprise me if they're more likely trying to hurt us, trying to get rid of us, than to heal or, or help us. So, that's the podcast for today. I'm getting ready to run out, do some business if I can. Um, I'll keep you updated on the housing situation. It's not looking too good past August 31st, but we'll see. Um, I'm sure I'll be fine, but we'll see. Until next time, I want to say thank you for everything. Thank you for supporting me, the few supporters that I have. Share these podcasts. I'm going to try to do them more often. And take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and be safe and be sane.